We made it. We made it. <laughs> How after, are you? <laughs> after all of that technical stuff. Oh, you see me, Mark? You see me out here in these? I see you. I, I was going to say, are you juking over there? Like, yo, we got the, oh, okay. I, all right. I see you. We got the fresh juke going on. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Just don't, you know, just don't confuse the camera. The AI is still learning. Um, how are you today? You know what? I'm actually really good for a Tuesday. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I am super duper fantastic. I'm excited for today's show, mm -hmm. uh, for our guest, things that we're going to talk about. So, uh, yeah, it's about to be lit. <laughs> well, all righty. There you have it. <laughs> all right. So, you ready to get this going, though? For real, for real? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I just have to make sure um, that I, I always forget to send it, to share. But other than that, I'm ready. All right. So you know what? Let's. I, I challenge each and every single one of you that are also sitting at home, go ahead and share this video. I think that this is going to definitely speak towards a lot of people. So definitely go ahead and share. But uh, outside of just sharing, let's go ahead and get some of the obvious stuff out of the way. Like, what's good, everybody? I'm Mark Monroe, accompanied by my wonderful co-host, co-producer, co-creator, and all things galactic. And of course coming through from Leisureton. And uh, we see you with the, we see you with the fresh do or whatever out here. Okay, all right, she raised the eyebrow. All right, so <laughs> on that note, uh, give it up for none other than the wonderful. You know what? I'm gonna have to switch it up a little bit, you know, cause yep. we're talking about hustle sessions or whatever. So I'm gonna have to switch it up a little bit. Um, but for right now, we'll just go with Oh man, I wanted to do something different. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up, but you won't know when I'm gonna switch it up. But for right now, it's still NGC in the place to be. We'll leave it at that for now. Okay, all right, and uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button down below because there's a ton of content here and the come up series that we think that you would greatly enjoy, learn from, and then on top of that, be able to share the knowledge and pass it on. And on top of that, uh, go ahead and smash that like button because we would totally be appreciative. Like I said, share this with five people or just share this with two social networks that you use. If you only have one, that's fine too. But this is definitely one of those videos that you definitely want to get this out to everybody because I promise you the story and everything else that you're going to hear tonight is going to be uber powerful. And if this episode doesn't motivate you, whew, Jolene, we got work to do. Uh, <laughs> So, and on top of that, if you want to be in the know, just mm -hmm. like how follow the color, following the come up series investment strategy, Peyton Lawler in the house, he's been rocking with us since 2020. Shout outs to you, Peyton, for being first in the chat. You definitely had your notification bell ready and uh, armed and ready to go. So we shout out you for being first. And if you want to be like Peyton, go ahead and hit that bell so that way you can be a part of the notification squad aka the cool kids club so jolyn yeah. oh wow i feel like i'm like tim cook you know from an apple event when you bend your knees wait are you standing <laughs> of course i am you know i'm trying to get these yo i'm trying to get these standpoints in <laughs> um but jolyn you know what happened today what's going on in the markets totally all right now 
I just had to get that out the way because I totally forgot. Um, you know, I'm looking at the Dow and I'm seeing red. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing. I should have changed the background lights to red, but I changed it to blue, you know, to complement the orange. So anyway, we have the Dow coming in at negative 125.82 points. We are now occupying levels at 29,134.99. Heading over to the S&P 500. Again, in the red, negative 7.75. We are now at 3,647.29. And the NASDAQ swinging, y'all, swinging, fighting for its life with positive 26.58 points. We are now trying to get our way back to 11,000 level, but we're currently at 10,829.50. The VIX heating up y'all all the way up that um, 32.60 and our tenure uh, treasury note came down just a little tiny bit to 3.943 heading over to sector performance as you know there are 11 sectors we like to track the top three and the bottom three so we can see what that rotation is looking like we got energy consumer discretionary and materials holding it down in the top three spots then for our bottom feeders all Three in the red, real estate, utilities, and consumer staples. Now, mm. if you are new to the Come Up series um, or you just haven't been paying attention, uh, you can find all of our picks, a.k.a. the Sips, on our Instagram page at that Come Up series. And let's see, we have in phase in the number one spot coming in at uh, 3.60 percentage points to the upside. Then we have mm-hmm. restoration hardware up another, um, a little over 3%, 3.09%. And Tesla holding it down with a positive 2.51 percentage points. Then for our three bottom feeders, we have Meta. That's negative 1.44 percentage points. State Street coming in at negative uh, 2.12 percentage points. And Joanne. Mm-hmm. Joanne, y'all. <laughs> negative 7.32 percentage points. Um, so, Mark, that is how our pick list did in the market today. Um, and I will note that energy, consumer, discretionary materials were positive today. And I also will highlight again that the NASDAQ was positive out of the three uh, major indices that we track. So, mm-hmm. but Mark, you know, today is really all about um well it's called a hustle session now it is first lady of leisure you know i do not deal with the word hustle but perhaps you're going to be talking about it from you know a different perspective or um from more so this the mindset of getting things done making things happen as opposed to what is normally associated with that um word is um, you know, just the grind and, yep. you know, like no self-care. You're just out here trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents, doing what you got to do, bootstraps left and right, you know. So I hope we'll be expanding. You know, we may have to we may have to change it from, you know, hustle sessions to a heist. Well, you know how I feel about a heist. I wish I had my set <laughs> with me. Okay, okay. <laughs> mask in the back yes all right well y'all i mean honestly i'm so excited for the individuals that are here today so just a little bit of a background of how is it that i 
you know, literally just came across the guest. So actually, shout outs to one of our cousins, uh, Michelle, who actually linked me up with this uh, brother uh, by the name of Aaron Mitchell, who was doing some pretty influential things. And she happened to send a video that really caught my attention as it pertains to, you know, here it is, you're working at one of, you know, one of the dopest corporate companies in the US, maybe even in the world. Um, and it's kind of interesting because of the fact that, you know, sometimes just a simple ask, mm. like literally can change the entire dynamics of an entire culture. And that really reigns supreme with me. Like, you know, just sometimes it just takes to a simple decision that literally moves the needle. But then it's like, okay, not only doing something like that, but going a bit further and saying, you know what, challenge the status quo, challenge exactly what is it that we think. And of course, out of all things, still remain yourself without having to be something different. And I, I for me, and I, you know that personally, Joanne, I love that. And then of course, he brought on another powerful individual by the name of Javante. And I just can't wait for the world to meet these individuals. So, Jolyn, are you ready? Yo, I stay ready. But I don't think these cousins are ready because I don't see not one single fire emoji in the chat. Well, then, you know what? Then let's go ahead and uh, let's send up these fire emojis so that way we can set the stage for everybody. We got Michelle, cousin Michelle Sharp in the building saying, hey, so excited for this. Y'all, let's get let's get it going. We got Sunny in the building saying, yo, <laughs> Fire. Okay. We got some fire in the building. We got some fire. We got a little ember. We need now next would be a spark. Yeah, we got some we got some sparks going. Let's go. Let's get it going, people, because I want y'all to know. And while uh Aaron turns on his video in the background, we're about to get this up and popping. So all right, so without further ado, like we're blazing. The chat is on fire, y'all. So you ready, Jolyn? Because I'm, I'm ready. ready. I'm, I'm, ready. I'm ready to get it going tonight. Yo, even the AI is following me. Yo, without further ado, welcome to the stage, Aaron and Javante. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up, cousins? What's good? Okay, they, they are here. Oh, somebody even has the dynamite in the building. Okay. okay. We ready. Yo, um, Uncle Charles in the building saying, yo, we are about to blow this up. Exactly. Let's go. So, all right. So first things first, before we even get going, hey, Javante, I definitely want to like, you know, just say thank you, brother, for joining us tonight. We know that what's going on in, in the in the state of Florida. We want you to stay safe. So y'all, just in case if he, we have any, say, for example, hiccups in this video, Hey, don't hold it against the brother, you know, her, hold it up against Hurricane Ian and all the drama that's 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 coming forth from that from that hurricane. But Aaron, thank you so much for being able to bless the stage. Javante, thank you so much for being able to bless the stage. So, you know, let's just get it started. Let's get it started off with the first part of this, which is what I always like to say, who you is, who you be and what you about. So first things first, we're going to let Aaron kick it off. Tell us a little bit about what you what you got going on over there, brother. And then we're going to let Javante rock. All right. Well, first of all, Mark, Jolyn, thank you so much for having us on. Super excited. Like, just to be clear, we started this conversation in March. Right, Mark? Mm -hmm. It's been a long time coming, a lot of anticipation. So just, just happy to be here. So my quick story, I come from New Haven, Connecticut. 
to answer the question right off the bat, yes, there are black people in Connecticut. Um, <laughs> in fact, I grew up in a neighborhood where all I knew was black folks. I've been dealing with that question since college, so I just wanted to put okay. that out. Um, and left New Haven uh, after going to a performing arts high school. I played the saxophone now for the last 27 years. Went to school for business because I wanted to figure out how not to have my career fail like my family business did because my family started a bakery. It didn't go so well. So I wanted to go to college, learn business, got there, met my wife at Temple University, proud owl, um, wife, electrical engineer, showed me how to do everything that I didn't know how to do, which was just about everything because I was not prepared for college. Moved out to Bakersfield, California to follow love. We got married. Eventually applied to business school because Bakersfield, California was not our long term. Long story short, lived a bunch of places in the U.S., finally left the U.S., went to Singapore, had a life-changing experience living outside of the context of the U.S., and met Javante. And we'll talk about that meeting and that experience. But that was probably when I was like, wait a minute, we're doing something wrong. Mm. This experience we had in Singapore was life-changing because it was the first time I got to be a person in the world and not a black person in America. And that was a existential change in my sort of outlook and what was possible. Came back, eventually ended up at Netflix, um, helping to build out the studio, helping to build, you know, as you said in the intro, one of the world's probably most interesting, exciting companies, at least at the time, you know, we're in now, streaming and internet TV, launched this initiative that I hope to talk about a little bit later, moving $100 million into black banks, which again, you know, I'm gonna credit Javante right in the intro, right up front. When I, when I first started thinking about this, I'm like, black banks, who do I know who knows everything about everything, but knows a whole bunch about black banks. So I called up Javante and Javante's like, read this book called The Color of Money and then talk. Mm. I was like, yes, professor, read the book, put the plan together. The rest is history on that. And after four and a half years ish at Netflix, I uh, stepped away at the beginning of this month and on to the next set of things, which again, I look forward to talking to a little bit more because it's it's sort of this love letter to all the things that I've I've done in my life and all the things that we know are important going forward. And I'm really excited that I can do that full time and not have to do the side hustle because side hustles aren't weren't weren't doing it. But that's it. Okay. All right. Javante, who you is, who you be, what you about, brother. What it is, what it is. I'm a Minneapolis. Um, I did used to hear that same uh, trope about if there are black people there, but I think 2020, the world sort of saw not only are there black folks, but we can act up uh, mm. if you don't back up. So, you know, but proud, proud uh, uh, North Minneapolis native. I'm a grandchild of, of, of my grandma was a drug dealer. I like to start my story there. Okay. No, Hurricane, don't do us like this. Hurricane ain't going to stop us. Don't worry. We'll get him back, back in. Back. Yeah, back there in. you are. There you are. Cool. So, yeah, so, you know, um, definitely was 
Um, just a, a, a boy from the hood that did good, went, went to school, got all my degrees, and keep it super sweet and short. But um, I, I, I went to the best school in the world. If you've ever met someone from this school, they all going to say the same thing. So that's Florida A&M University on the highest of seven hills in Tallahassee, Florida. College of Love and Charity. But anyway, moving on. Uh, became a global citizen, much to my uh, surprise. I didn't know much about. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't have any. Let me say, uh, desire to be, you know, in the world like that. But ended up living in Europe, working in Europe. Lived all over the U.S. and then. Uh, was in Asia as well. Um, one time for them rattlers. One time for them rattlers. <laughs> uh, met Aaron in in Asia, and sort of you know the rest was history. Meeting someone of kindred spirit, um, and uh, you know the rest was history at that. But we were just talking a little bit earlier. We literally met crossing each other uh, on the street, and I was like, "Oh, y'all black? What's up?" And so from there, <laughs> that's that's how we got down. So that's, that's, that story. That's what's up. All right. So how should we, let's just get the obvious stuff out of the way. So like, cause you know, I want to, I want to, we got a lot to like punch into this episode and Jolene, please forgive me if we end up going a little bit over in time okay. today. It's okay because I have had my, um, I had a snack beforehand. Normally I just go straight on. But I did eat a little something, so I can, okay. can tie myself over. We can rock. We can rock. Okay. So okay. So Aaron, we're gonna we're gonna go back and forth. We're gonna go back and forth. So let's let's talk about like what was it like? You know, let's just talk about the the Netflix journey. We'll we'll start there. We'll start there at the Netflix journey. Because you did something that was you and and Javante, you're a part of this also because of the fact that there was an advisement piece there. And so for those of you that kind of like missed it, like in the intro, you're looking at pretty much the influential person behind asking a company to literally give a hundred million dollars to black banks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about that. Like, let's let's talk about that. Yeah. So, um, like you said, it's just sort of a simplicity about just being in the room and being able to ask the question. So, like Javante likes to start his stories from places that don't necessarily tie. I was in Dallas in like I want to say it was 2019. Michelle Obama was the keynote speaker at this thing called LinkedIn Talent Connect. Mm -hmm. You know, she was talking about like how, you know, being in this role that she's in, she finds herself in all these places where, you know, it's not like what we thought it was, where there's all these really amazing, smart people in all these rooms. And, you know, we're just like, oh my gosh, we, we pale in comparison. And so she's like, that's one thing. So just remember, if you're at the table, you deserve to be at the table. And if you're at the table, don't waste the seat, right? And so with that mind, I'm in this job at Netflix. I, you know, I joined Netflix to help out, build out the studio. And then I moved into this role where I was supporting the CFO, our chief talent officer, chief communications officer, you know, all these executives on building out their teams. And 
right around the beginning of the pandemic, we had been doing these networking dinners and these dinners were all designed to close the networking gap. It wasn't recruiting. It was all about like, if I can expose these leaders to people of color and people from other different, different underrepresented groups, then they're part of the network. And then we're not recruiting, we're calling up friends because anybody who knows anything about how this really works, it's not about interview questions or your qualifications. It's about who you know and who you call. And it even comes down to, I don't have a job description. Let me call Javante and ask him for his job description so I can make that <laughs> job description and then hire somebody who's like Javante to do that job. Mm-hmm. But if the entire network doesn't look like us, then the job description will not take that into account. And so I, I pitched that to Netflix and they're like, well, do it. So I do 17 of these dinners eventually. But at the point the pandemic started, we did our first virtual dinner. Somebody at the dinner was like, how do we get corporations to put money into black banks? So just to be clear, it wasn't even my idea. And I've been super honest and open about that. But somebody asked the question, I'm like, well, I'm, I have a meeting with our CFO in like two weeks. I'm gonna ask him. I asked him, he's like, I don't know why we wouldn't do some research and let me know. Fast forward, May 23rd, I had written a proposal based on having count, you know, see, saw uh, Javante's counsel, read the book, even spoke to Marissa Baradaran, who had written the book. Told shout her, out to cousin Marissa, by the way. Yes, shout out to cousin Marissa. She's the ish. So I reach out to her. She gives me some game and she's like, here's what it should look like, whatever. So I, I, um, I end up having this proposal written May 23rd, May 25th, George Floyd is murdered. And May 26th staff meeting. And my boss mentions that Reed had sent a letter. Reed Hastings, CEO of Netflix had sent a letter out, an email to his direct staff. Like, man, I'm so tired of this. Want to do something. Don't know what to do. And so I'm like, Oh, opportunity timing the proposal had nothing to do with george floyd but hearts and minds were in a mood to be impacted so i sent the proposal to reed hastings on may 27th he responded in less than an hour and his response was it's so capitalistic it warms my heart and between may 27th june 30th we put together this plan and launched it on cnbc so like literally in six weeks my job had become like connecting with banks, connecting with investment companies, connecting with advisors, treasury, like all these different things to kind of put this thing together, which in essence was a heist, right? Because not only did we unlock this hundred million dollars that went into these black banks and financial institutions, but then corporate America was like, oh, us too. And now billions of dollars, mm-hmm. not only flowing, but the spigot, the spigot is on and it's and it's flowing hard. And now you're seeing growth in these communities where, you know, right at the beginning of the pandemic, we were looking at yet another one of these situations where our communities were going to get left behind. Because whenever, you know, whenever the storm comes, you, whose houses get raid, raided first, right? And so yeah. this was an effort to sort of change that mentality and Netflix got behind it. So, Wait, yeah. I need, I have to... We got to back up a bit because I feel like we're glossing over like this very key, key piece here. So we're going to back it up to Mm -hmm. that sidewalk, that street in Singapore. 
<laughs> Javante, what is it about you, your background, and how you were raised that had you, um, one, want to make that connection, and then two, sustain that connection to another, you know, brilliant Black mind? And the reason I'm bringing this up, the context is really important here because we have folks that are pie takers and we have folks that are pie makers. Mm -hmm. Y'all are pie makers. Yeah, Oftentimes, sure. you know, we hear about people being in these rooms and that's the end of the story. It just yep. becomes a great story. I was, you know, in this room, in this networking meeting, blah, blah, blah. And that's the end of it. Or mm -hmm. this is what I got out of it. But we got to talk about like what specifically is it or was it that had you make that connection and sustain that connection? Yeah. Um, so before I start with that, I'll answer that. But Mercer is Persian, right? Yeah. And Iran, just shout out to everything they're doing in Iran right now uh, with the protests and everything. I want to put that out there. But, um, you know, that same grandma that I talked about, um, she was, I, you know, I start with that story just to let people know where I'm from. She was so much more than that. Another thing she was was absolutely a, 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 a I'm gonna call him a pocket preacher. So she always had an ism, and one of them was that if you ever see a black person, you make sure that you speak because we are made invisible. Come back, come back, because this hurricane. Right, we are. Remember that thought. Hey, this is crazy. Okay, wait. We were made invisible. Yeah. There you go. So, so you see a black person, you know, you always speak because, you know, you we are made invisible in this world by this world, and so don't don't basically don't lend yourself to that. You know, make sure that another black person sees you and you see them and you recognize them. So that was taught you know, by my grandma and my mom. Um, and that was, that's just the way, that's just the way it is. So there was also some experiential type of uh, practice, let me say, because I had already been an expat um, in Europe uh, earlier on in my career. And it was the same thing. And usually what I found out, it, be, it became fun and interesting because, you know, you black and you in a different country than where you think black folks should be. You know, they a dynamic person. It's just the off off top. Like, how'd you get here? I want to know what it is. Well, who are you? So, by the way, we were with our wives. So, sh shout out to them too. But um, you know, we were with our wives, and it, you know, my wife same way. So, you be across the street, you could be down a mile. We like, mm -hmm. oh no, nah, we going to find them. Let's go. But really, <laughs> it's about you know, and she's she's even more so than me, a community builder. But I'm always gonna be first to be like, oh no, I see you. Whatever it is, cousin, brother, sister, I see you. So that that's where it started from. So our our journey together started basically. You talk about that hustle, though. I was hustling. So we were we we you know I was like, hey, I gotta I got to get involved in this hair game. I don't know anything about. I am not a brother. I'm not. This is teaching, you know, patience and waiting for the wisdom. It's, it's all good. Yeah, it's like the way for it. Killer. Is is back? We back? You, you yeah. back. You back. Okay. 
So, um, so you know, my my profession is supply chain, and so I'm like, okay, I'm a supply chain expert. I'm at the source for this product that you know, long ago in my mind, I always knew I wanted to do business with black folks. So you talk about making that pot um, and have black folks as consumer. I knew nothing about hair. I'm not a well, I can't say I'm not a hair guy now, but I wasn't then. And so I was just like, but black folks buy this. So if they're going to buy it, they ought to buy it from somebody that looks like us. Who's going to value that dollar? Who's going to value their, you know, their worth, not treat them bad. So I had, I was on a mission to find the best hair we did. Um, and um, I was just talking one of our get togethers, like, yeah, I'm about to start slanging hair. Some people perked up like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, this don't really fit the, the, the mode of what we're on over here. I'm like, y'all be on with y'all on, but I'm never going to forget my roots. Like find some type of other hustle. And Aaron was like, yeah, nah, I want to get on. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So uh, we just, you know, gonna look over that. But next thing I know, he's sending me mock-ups of like, oh, it could look like this. It could be like this. And I'm like, well, okay, well, he did go to Harvard. He might be useful. You know, so we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go like that. It it, it it literally went like that. And so from then on, it was like, okay, well, let's see what we can do. And from there, you know, um, Aaron talked about playing the saxophone. He's like, it, it's sort of a downplay, but he's he literally like, he's legit. No, see, I'm glad it cut off at that point so we could move. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, okay. So anyway, Aaron, it, you know, it was basically like some improv jam session, the way that we went about, you know, building that business. Um, and you know, I, Aaron likes to say, Hey, we did a business startup, all intents and purposes, it failed, and we still like each other, we still rock with each other. So that's really, you know, our Genesis story is through that we became extremely good friends, found a way we could do business, build together, it was done with integrity. We did right by each other. So now we on the bigger and better things and, you know, phone calls like that, like, hey, Black Bank, this is an idea. I know you, you know, this is all I talk about all day, every day is we, we've got to find a way, you know, like MCA said, I got to get mine or I'm going to take yours. So mm -hmm. until we, until they cut the reparations check, we got to find ways to be effective in this in this society. So um, economic empowerment is something that, you know, is not just a, a, a cool thing for me. I've been doing this this way for a long time. So Aaron made that call and immediately said, yeah, read this book. This will tell you everything about the history of black owned banks in this country. And we can go from there. And I just want to shout out Aaron specifically. Like it's one thing to have an idea is one thing to be like, we ought to do it. But every time I didn't have to ask him to get involved with Lady Eloise, you know, our hair business, he was just like, oh, I'm I'm doing it. And the same thing with this black banking initiative, like, oh, somebody ought to do this. And Aaron's always gonna be the one to answer that call. Question. So, go ahead, go ahead, Jolene. Okay, I just wanna ask this question. Um, so what characteristics, qualities, and values um, in your estimation makes for a good partnership? Mm. Who, who are you asking? Either one. You ask 
the red cup cousin or or is this <laughs> or is this nerdy cousin? Yeah, like what are your what are you? let's actually hear both. Let's actually hear both. What yeah. would be your top three qualities that you look for in, when it comes to like you know finding a business partner or choosing a founder? Yeah, one, I don't I don't I'm gonna say, you know, I don't know if this is quality, but it 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 really does need to be organic. I I wouldn't seek out anybody, honestly. Um, and this new endeavor, when we talk about that, I mean, I wouldn't have sought out Aaron to do it either. We were just, <laughs> we were in the same place, same time once again. So I think, you know, there has to be a level of being organic. Then you have to have, you know, authenticity, trust, you know, I mean, we can say whatever to each other, you know, it can be, it's extremely brutally honest. I think we both need that to thrive. We just need like, we're, neither one of us are that smart to be like, okay, I get what you're saying when you're not saying it. Like, you just say that stuff, you know, like just put it, get it off your chest. So I know that's, that's really, the, that's been sort of the key to our success. Yeah. Aaron? I say for me, um, sort of that self-awareness, high emotional intelligence is, mm. is key for me, right? Just given all the things and Mark and, and Joe, like y'all know, like, this stuff we, we're trying to do is hard. Mm. Being a founder is hard. Working in corporate America is hard. All these things are hard. So I need someone who, at the very least, understands themselves and understands how they impact others around them. Because the plan is always to build something big and amazing. And I want to be able to bring, I want to, I want to be able to grow with folks. So that's one. Two, people who have um, high integrity, right? And, and, if I have to define that just as like doing what you said you would do and continuing to do what you say you will do, right? Regardless of what that is, super important. And honestly, like I love, I love super duper creative people who can like, where you could sit in a conversation like what we're having now and have like 13 different conversations in the span of like 30 minutes and laugh and get serious and you wrap up and it's like, yeah, let's do this again, right? Like I'm I'm a big nerd, which is why I'm nerdy cousin. Like, so I wanna talk about everything. I wanna talk about space. I wanna talk about philosophy. I wanna talk about religion, politics, business, you know? And I wanna be able to talk to people who challenge me, make me grow, right? And and, and not necessarily because they're experts, because like Javante said, we don't, we don't know enough to just be like, yeah, we got it, but like, I like how you think about that thing and the way you think about that thing challenges, challenges me to think differently, bigger, so on and so forth. So I'm going to follow up on that one because we just actually the qualities, you know, let's talk about like, because now there's something new that's forming and we're going to segue into that in a little bit. Um, but the idea when like, you know, the, the, the new fresh idea comes about, you know, Describe that feeling as a founder. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my wife, my wife will say, Oh, you know, I'm like beautiful mind. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I hope somebody is capturing these like turn to turn <laughs> <of> <laughs> at some point. Appreciate, appreciate. 
Oh man, what's really bad is that is it, it it's a delayed for me on when it's going out. So mm-hmm. I'm like on the next sentence before I realize it. But you know, she'll sometimes she'll say it as like a, a compliment, but a lot of times she say it as 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 a dig where you know I'll I'll say something and somebody will need to just catch up to it like way later. Aaron can always catch it. So you know, with Aaron, I was like, yo, whatever, X, Y, Z, and it'll be super random, but he'll be like, oh, okay. Not only will he catch it, he'll be like, okay, we, well, we got to go through the full alphabet before we get to X, Y, Z. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's extremely, extremely um, key, I would say, secret sauce for us. You know, that, that we, we can speak that same language. Okay. And Aaron? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> so what's the describe the feeling when you know when you're when you're just in the beginning of a startup, when you're just when you have an idea and you start working on that idea? Describe that feeling. So it, chaos. And I mean it from, and I've said this, I said this a lot when I was recruiting people into to join Netflix animation. I was like, do you want to join? You know, I, I think I said something like chaos is like the raw material that produced the universe, right? Creativity is chaos. And so that moment when like you get that idea, or at least for me, it's like all the doors open and chaos reveals itself and i'm not scared of chaos javante knows that's what he means by that beautiful mind it's like a oh crap like ooh, all the connections all the pieces and like i probably like to my mom because she she asked me this question um the other day i got two bi- bipolar siblings and my mom was like aaron do you think you're being manic right now and i'm like probably but isn't that part of the whole, isn't that part of being an entrepreneur? You gotta, you gotta be sort of crazy optimistic about what you're Club doing. Club of crazies. Club of because crazies. Most people are going to look at you like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see it. Especially yeah. with the stuff that we're, that we're doing now. So chaos and man, and mania, I guess are, are my best two descriptions. And I don't know if that excites people or scares them, but it's what it is. Okay. So we're getting ready to segue because we talked about where you guys have where you guys have been. Let's get into the phase of where are you guys going? And in order for and I, and I think that honestly, before we do that, I think that, you know, there's a beautiful story behind where you guys are going of how is it that you guys came across this idea that you guys are working on. So because it's like one of the things like for me, I love startups that, you know, of course, sound business models, sound founders, sound, you know, execution and everything else. So those things are great. But, you know, one of the things that grabs our attention many times is the story of the why you actually even thought about even getting to do this or to build this or to spend thousands of hours and countless nights and everything else where everybody looks at you as crazy or may not even understand the idea at first. So let's start there. Let's start at the why. Like, you know, how did you guys discover, like, that this idea is how you guys, like this is something that you guys should be working on. 
So let's talk about that backstory. Um, How long you need to go? You gonna let me go? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> it might be a good time for you to go because your pause just happened, so we got like a good five minutes. <laughs> so, um, Aaron just was casually mentioning to me, yeah, you know, he got invited to go to Brazil, um, and and, and for like exploratory, cultural immersion type trip where they wanted black business folk to come down and check stuff out. All of these are my buzzwords. So I'm like, oh, I'm going. And he's like, uh, you were not invited. I'm like, that's cool. When are we going, though? So this is where the conversation starts. And he was like, you know what? It might make more sense for you to come with me, though. So let me, you know, check on this. So a couple of weeks later, we're in Brazil. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're in Salvador. And Salvador, um, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm extremely pro-black, pan-African, like all Afrocentric before it was cool, like you know, all of that, right? So I, I like to think of myself as knowing a little bit about African culture history, specifically diasporic African culture history. My mind was blown in Salvador on how little I knew about how special that place is. Mm. And so when we were there, you know, full itinerary set up for this immersion. But I didn't know the history of Salvador being the oldest slave port in the West. So I pick up right here. Oldest slave port in the sort of Western Hemisphere. Largest number of slaves that were bought from West Africa to the Americas came through, came to Brazil and specifically through Salvador. Yeah, first first capital of Brazil. Um, it's really like, you know, while we were on this trip, just sort of thinking this is really the Mecca of diasporic Africa. So, you know, Africans outside of Africa, really Salvador is that. It is really like, you know, New Orleans, but times 10, you know, and today it is the blackest city in the Western Hemisphere. There's 3 million people in Salvador's 87% black. You just don't know about it. And you don't know about it because of a, of a language barrier, honestly. Uh, and, and, and that's really was like, wow, how do we not know about this? So the task or the desire of that group that put that together was like, yo, we really want y'all to leave with something sort of like go back and, 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 and just, you know, testify on our behalf. Right. So we were, you know, we were sort of thinking about that, but they had set up um, several different types of events for us based on the, the background of the people that were there. So for Aaron, who was at Netflix running HR animation at the time, um, they set up this whole piece around animators uh, from Salvador. So the other thing is Black City. They're trying to develop this incubator uh, around all of this like tech talent, similar to Silicon Valley. So much so they call it Val de Dende, which translates into Palm Oil Valley. Like you know, mm. you know, it's just it's, mm. and and Palm Oil is like the main ingredient in most of the cuisine coming directly from West Africa, the Yoruba culture. So there's this whole 
really Afro diasporic perspective on prosperity and community. That is, to Javante's point, we don't really know because we, we didn't have this type of experience. We didn't know about this history and seeing it, it's like, it's almost indescribable except for you have to see it and do it for yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, go back to about that. Sorry. So, so, you know, they had varying levels of projects there. Some were like full series of cartoons that were, they just needed somebody to put them on the TV. There were some there that were like, oh, they had some games um, that, that needed a little bit more work. And then there was a brother there who I noticed immediately, like, you know, you, 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 you know, you real recognize real, basically you see, I see you, you see me. And, you know, he, he was not, he, he only spoke Portuguese or Portuguese, like they, they say in Brazil, but um, he had this sleeve tattoo of Malcolm X on his arm. Okay. Like not written Malcolm X, but literally the picture. And I was like, wow. Okay. So he's impacted, you know, world, definitely world, uh, a figure, but okay, so he gets to talking about, he just has a concept. He doesn't have any money. He just has a concept for a game. Uh, and the game is based on graffiti, right? Mm. So I'm like, wow, hip hop started out in the park, you know, and now we, I'm in Brazil and it's impacted this dude where he's telling his story. It's like, okay, the whole presentation was honestly like not good. You know, but I saw something in him where it's like, man. He saw something in him where he's like, I want to, I think we need to invest in this guy. This is, this is, this is who he had his eyes on, spoke to him, made that connection that two people from different hoods, from different parts of the world kind of immediately know, like, I see you. And so that's, that's what started that conversation between them. And that's what started this whole sort of, thing that we started to put together. So it was like one little thing at a time. And to Javante's point, mm. you know, it's just kind of like right place at the right time. Cause we didn't go down there with any specific ideas, except for like, let's go down, let's experience this thing. Let's see what they're talking about. But we left like, oh my gosh, we have to find a way to connect the world and yes. specifically black people around the world to this mm -hmm. experience because it felt like a pilgrimage and it felt like we had gone to the center of something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so to tie it all together, <laughs> so we leave not really thinking much about that. That was cool. We go on to lunch. But I start noticing on the buildings, like Salvador is so beautifully painted with street art. You know, it just, it's, it's, it's just a very black place. It's, it's a place where you're like, okay, black people live here because you just see all the street art, graffiti, everything else. The vibrance. So we had, yeah, very vibrant. So we've been peeping at, but I saw the same character that old boy had been talking about like all through the city. So if you know anything about tagging culture, it's like, okay, if you get to put up your stuff and nobody is tagging over it, they respect you, you're the man. So that's the first thing that I noticed. I didn't communicate mm -hmm. that that way, but I'm telling Aaron like, yo, old boy is nice. Like this <laughs> is, I see, you know what I'm saying? Like this is dude over here. And then it was like, Raekwon and Chef, like, I mean, you know, it was like Raekwon and Ghostface. I'm like, yo. <laughs> Every single one of these is, a, is 
It's definitely, it's definitely like timeless. It's definitely timeless. Okay, so. Oh man, hold on. Let me just finish this real. Go quick. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so I'm like, yo, I, I, I'm telling you, I got crazy vision, son. And, you know, it's, I'm telling you, we gotta do this, like you know, uh, how 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 Ghostface was on the purple tape. You know, I'm like, yo, we gotta make this an NFT. This mm. is a whole NFT. This is NFT. And Aaron's like, what? And so <laughs> you know, like. Nah, nah, I'm telling you, I got visions, son. I got visions. So from there, he's like, all right, well, you know, we'll let we'll see it. And he's like, oh, wait, you know, okay, let me think about it some more. Over time, we left there, you know, we came back, and then Aaron's brain started working like, nah, I do see it. I do see it. And so I've I've turned it to you from there. So NFT. Aaron, (laughs) let's talk about that real quick, because, you know, there's been a lot, there's been a lot of NFT projects out there that, you know, from, you know, cartoon characters (laughs) of of Bored Ape or whatever it is. Um, And honestly, it's like. One of the things that I always say is that, you know, when I look at a lot of the NFT projects in which I was very, a lot of folks say I, was, I scrutinized that, that sector very heavily. Um, but it's actually interesting because it's, we actually did a show here on the Come Up series where we mentioned, you know, for 2024 trends, ideas, that we do see that there's opportunity for NFTs to definitely make a significant imprint. But I saw that there was a huge challenge because of the fact that there was no Main Street real world use case. Mm-hmm. So, how did you get to how did you get from that to nft so it's kind of the the best way for me to start saying this is so much of what we are are doing with salvador with nfts with web3 is sort of a, a love letter or or sequel let's say to the black banking initiative right okay. and the way that i think about that is so much of the black banking initiative at Netflix was not about charity, philanthropy, anything like that. It was all about rewiring these systems to work for us instead of against us, right? Figure out ways to have capital flow into the communities instead of out of the communities. And so we go down to Salvador, Brazil, and we see something very similar in terms of extraction of wealth, extraction of ideas, et cetera, where there's these people not benefiting from it. And so in terms of real world benefit utility, when I when Javante started talking about NFTs and crypto and all that kind of stuff, so much of what, you know, DeFi is supposed to solve are these access to capital issues, right? Are these income inequality issues and really create a level playing field, not so that everybody can win, but everybody who can win can win. And so I was like, ooh, how do we apply that to this? And that's where we landed on this thing with the NFTs, because it's like, okay, if we can create something or co-create something where these artists, these content creators, these musicians, et cetera, have an opportunity to put their stuff out to the world and they Mm -hmm. can benefit directly from the upside in doing so. And we can somehow find ways to bypass capital systems that may not 
be allowing them to grow because, you know, 500 years later, you know, there's still a lot of social issues in Brazil that have not been solved basically by people no longer owning slaves, but you still have all these systemic issues. So if, if we use crypto, we use NFTs, they put their art out in the world, they get paid for their art, but oh, that's not enough. So started thinking with Javante, like, how do we, how do we create, turn this thing into an ecosystem? So we started thinking like, how do we pull different partners into this thing? So if we're gonna co-brand something, how do we brand it in a way where the local creators can stick their brand, which already has global recognition, people in the world just don't know it's from Salvador. How do we put that in the collection in a way where it allows us to pay them a royalty directly from the proceeds of this NFT collection? And all, you know, to, to, to JoLynn's point before, we get to make the pie bigger and bigger and bigger by bringing more people into the ecosystem and they get to benefit from it directly. And if I own one of these things, I get access to this vibrant, cool, very Afro diasporic culture that had I known existed for the last 300 years, that's where I'd be going vacation. That's where I'd be spending all my time. But now I've got access to it through this NFT project or collection. And then through ownership, I can bring myself right down to Salvador because one of the things that we're building in as utility is for certain level of, of, of ownership, we're gonna invite folks down to Salvador on a exclusive itinerary that we'll co-create with the, our partners down in, in Salvador and then give folks an experience that's even better than the one that Javante and I had because we can now, you know, with all this foresight, bring all these different things into it. We can start to build community around that, right? In ways that a lot of these uh, NFT collections talk about, all pointing toward, you know, building this community out and enjoying all this culture that comes from it. Because this culture, you know, more than anything is just hot. It's just yeah. hotness and we just didn't have access to it. And, and, and so that's the, that's the play. Right. So that's that's the real play. But we want to talk on the surface for a second. And you, you mentioned it. it, Mark, but I just want to go ahead and say, yo, these other NFT projects are corny as hell. They're like, <laughs> talk about it. Nah, it is. Let's, like, let's let's do it. Nah, it's like we got people carbon copying our cool and making a mess of it. You know, mm. we decide and we define what fresh is always have. So it, it doesn't matter if it was hip hop or before it was hip hop, it was jazz and bebop or before that it was the blues. Like, you know, and I'm saying musical references, but in terms of like, and we see it play out all the way. Like I could say the Western hemisphere, but you know, Afrobeats is a derivative of Fela and Fela's influences were all black Americans in the first place. Right. So it doesn't matter what the sound is. It doesn't matter what it is. Like it's coming from us. But you gonna but but the people doing it are like you doing it all wrong. What is a board ape, and how is it not racist? Like let's just call it what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So now the play that we have adds a utility on top of it. But now, okay, I'm gonna say that's cool too because it's tied to something completely, you know, social, entrepreneurial, something that's really touching, something that's you know educating something that's tying us to ourselves yep. but we're taking all of our cool from that 
you know, instead of we we got to rearrange it and reshuffle the deck. And, yeah. you know, that is really what blockchain does allow in general. Right. Yep. So if you do it right or if you can, like Aaron said, those who can win can actually win. So we can go in and, and, and have a conversation through the projects that we do and make and, and really reshuffle this situation. I'm not taking what's cool because we're talking about art, right? So art mm -hmm. is really just a value of something that at the time or later on someone says, nah, that was actually really cool. I'm not taking my cues for what's cool from somebody who designed some 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 board eight. It just it ain't happening. You know what I mean? So that's facts. the all play facts. is all there. The play is real. We got the meat on the bone, but we about to put the jerk on there. Or this is about to be the most fire barbecue you've ever had. And, and, and one, one small point I'll add to all that is and the way that we achieve that is we're not, we're not going to Salvador, seeing something on a wall, and then building something. We are working with the people of Salvador to collaborate and co-create mm -hmm. and make them a part of the story going forward right so we're 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 we are sharing the pie right because we're we're going to we're going to make a pie and we're going to make a bigger pie and we're going to slice a piece off and turn that into a whole pie and we're going to bring all these artists along with us because we think back to what Javante said about how we think and what's important to us we want to create a better business model from the ground up yeah. where we can see more of us win as opposed to that extraction that we have grown too accustomed to. Well, so, one thing that y'all are doing ahead. really is what what's happened traditionally is when you know others try to come into um, another group or try to collaborate or co-create. It's like they're coming with the recipe and they're just mm -hmm. saying, "I know you got this ingredient, so why don't you just add it?" But what y'all are doing is starting from scratch. And literally saying, all right, what are the ingredients that we have? And what is this yeah. going to make? You didn't even say that it was a pie yet. Yeah. Until you guys created. And then it was like, oh, well, we think this is a pie. And that's just so key because so many times, like, the collaboration is already set up faulty. Right. Like, it's already set up with exploitation in mind, but in the name of collaboration or in the name of co-branded or co-creation, but that's not really what it is. And so I just want to commend you to for really taking that concept and starting from scratch and having stakeholders actually have a voice, not only in the process, but in what the value is of what's being created. So, I mean, that's right. dope. So let's 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 ask some questions here. So, like for example, you know, I'm, I'm I'm trying to like you know address this for everybody else that that's like you know for for example for the young entrepreneur or for the entrepreneur that's already in process right now, you know what are some of the challenges that you guys have faced as it pertains to going through this entire well through the process for the story for the story told so far. What are some of the challenges that, that, that you guys have foreseen or that you guys see coming? You know, it's always easier to sell something when you don't have to educate. Um, so I think one of the biggest challenges we have right now is, I mean, we, we're learning and, and educating ourselves and then having to educate others on what the hell is an NFT? Mm. 
Yeah, right. We've been having all these conversations about like, do people even understand the metaverse? Do they know what Web3 is? So we got a bunch of people that we know are going to get excited about the cool who may not know how to access it. So that's one that's one of the barriers, right? Like how many people do we know in our community who are very well versed in NFTs, who have a wallet, who have already purchased a few and and aren't intimidated by all those those things because we know that these sort of psychological barriers have been created. But we need those folks to to jump into this because we're doing this for the people who want access to this cool. We're not doing this to commoditize something, right? So I'd, I'd say that that's probably one of the challenges. But I I, I was I was jumping in for Javante since Hurricane. Wow, you, no, you you hit it. You hit it on the on the head. I mean, I, I also think that you know another challenge that we have is because in this collaboration that you're talking about, I mean, we have a serious language barrier. You know, it's not like Spanish or even French where, you know, okay, well, I know somebody that's, if I'm not fluent, I got a cousin or something like that. You know, it's like Portuguese. You're like, man, all right, well, we got to get this down. But even down to the name and the collaboration, I think those opportunities, um, I think the those challenges are strong opportunities for growth in a very fast way for us. And they're coming out right now. I mean, the recipe is tasting very, very good, if I must say. Very tasty. So, so like even that. in the name, right? So the name of our joint is called Pega Vesal. So this was a conversation where I thought I had like a translation of something fresh in Portuguese. And, you know, the collaborator was like, what are you trying to say? Because that's lame. And I'm like, oh, for real? He was like, yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I'm trying to like say, you know, this is, you know. He's trying to say like cool, dope, you know, he's trying to, he was trying to pull in slang and you know how every neighborhood has its own slang. It has its own slang. I grew up in Connecticut and like during the like nineties, like we spoke like people from New York, you'd be like, that's mad cool. And then I go to like Philly and people are like, mad, what, what mad, what you mad? Like what you mad about? It's like, <laughs> no, no. And so that's the conversation we're having, but it's across a language barrier. And Javante right. is like, yo, so Sega, and the dude is like, nah, that's that's lame. We don't yeah. say that. We Dang. don't say that. He said, but what we do say is this. And I'm like, what's that mean? And he's like, oh, basically, it means like, you see me, I see you. It let okay. place into see the vision. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm. see the vision. So I'm like, oh, this is some old pimp player stuff. Oh, we can work with that. I'm feeling that. So yeah, that's exactly what we are, you know. But we feel that but we feel like even the name itself is a jewel. You know, Peggy Visal and, and we got there through those challenges that you were talking about. So so far the challenges have been as such where we we've been able to use it to to turn into what I think are strengths. Yo, so, so go ahead. Okay, thanks. Um so first of all, I need one of y'all or both of y'all to really press upon um, the Come Up Cousins, like the opportunity that is presented in Web uh, 3.0. And in particular, because this conversation, the underlying current of this conversation is ownership. And what does that look like when the people who are the creators of cool actually own the cool and have some say so about, you know, how cool it is. It might be cool on Tuesday and it might not be cool next week because we get so, to say. So I want you to impress upon the cousins how important this time is right now. You know, 
So, you know, most deaf said, you know, old white man is running this rap stuff. You know, we did redid the takeover. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He's uh, we we got left out. Cadillac Records owned by a white dude. Was, you know, the blues. We got we create created the fabric music of this country, and we completely got left out of it. Right. You know, we had an entire industrial age where we had no ownership. Mm. The biggest thing that we could wave is that we turned a, a, a small group of people into a middle class for a little bit of time through the industrial age, you know, all working for a long, you know, they call it the, you know, it, it used to be called the, the steel belt. Now it's called the rust belt. Right. Uh, the information age, we were largely left out of worldwide web, you know, and then as we, as we utilize, um, you know, web two right now, for the most part, we don't own what we're putting on these social media platforms or anything like that. You know, the the bigger thing is like, you know, we created the world's biggest pop culture and hip hop and completely left out of that for all intents and purposes. Yes, we have a couple anomalies about the meme, but for all intents and purposes, we're left out of that. And there was a time when every dope rapper was on one record label. Mm. And they all got played by people that look like them. So Sugar Hill Records, that's not a story that ended well, you know? Mm. And, and it was because we were trying to mimic our oppressors. So with Web3, it is actually built into the process mm. for yep. the creators to have the ownership. Mm -hmm. So even if we were trying to be dirty, we really couldn't. But we're not on that anyway because we've learned from our past and those who came before us and we're building on work. So web three allows us to use that intellect in a way with systems and platforms already built in. Creators can now own what they can, what they create and they can control it from the get, from the jump. And all of that, plus there's no such thing as an expert. So expertise cannot be used as a barrier to entry, right? The only thing that prevents us from going into and trying to figure out this space is us, is our own limitations. Because to Javante, like we were in Salvador essentially almost a month, almost a year ago today. And at that point, I knew nothing about Web3 and NFTs. Javante is pointing around Salvador, NFT, NFT. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Half the uh-huh was, I don't know what you're talking about, right? The other half was, and when you do talk, you talk a lot of, you know, Javante. So I'm going <laughs> to dismiss half of it. So, so all that to say, like, literally, all you have to do is figure out what your opportunity is in that space and then do it. Because the barriers to entry, both, you know, in expertise and in, you know, sort of financial barriers to entry are not significant enough to keep us out of it unlike so many of these other industries and so much of this up upside that we've been kept out of. And to your point, Joe and, and Javante, like our culture, right? Like Javante was talking about this before. Like you look at, you know, we have an entire section of Twitter called Black Twitter and Black people don't own it. Yeah. The travesty. It's a travesty. It really the is. Sh the shade of it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a microcosm of like that's like a little slice of how um 
like how like black creativity goes. It's on a rhythm, you know, yeah. like it's not just haphazard. There's a whole, there's a whole rhythm that is innate, you know? And it's like, if you don't get it, then it's not for you. That's what, it, that's what it's like. And as I hear you all talking, like, you know, web 3.0 and like all the opportunity is legit for us. Yeah. And this is the time right now to be thinking about when you were saying, you know, figure out what the um, opportunity is and make it happen. It's like to the point where if you can't figure out the opportunity, you better link arms with somebody and have a conversation yeah. and y'all work it out and figure it out together. Like that's, that's what it is. that we're on right now. So let me, let me ask you guys this question. And it's like, we're, we're a little bit over, but don't care. Um, so Walk us through, like, so let's say infrastructure and everything else is put in place. Describe to us the scenario, like help us, like for those in whom which that came late or if they're, they're, they're trying to visualize it for themselves, walk us through a visualization from start to finish of what that experience looks like. If say, for example, somebody participated in such a process of, partaking in such an NFT. So as, as it pertains to this, as it pertains to this specific project, walk us through what that looks like. So from, and when I mean that, like from, I see something, I partake in it, and then of course, like, okay, hey, these are the things that happen after people start participating. And then let's end it with, where does they, where do, where do we leave as it pertains to the impact? Walk us through that, like walk us from start to finish. Yep. So. And just to clarify, Mark, so I'm a person, I'm one of the cousins, yep. and I sign up to purchase a Begavisau NFT, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you're talking about? Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, essentially, we uh, we will we will go public with our mint. Um, we'll have a public mint, I want to say, early December. Okay. So between now and then, we're going to be engaging in that education, storytelling, really introducing folks to this opportunity that we're creating. You purchase the NFT, you've now got access to the Begabi Sao Salvador Club. That will include access to certain exclusives, depending on your level of ownership. Um, the highest level of ownership, giving you access to a, an exclusive trip down to Salvador. Now let's say you participate in all of those things, You've got access to this amazing swag that is only for and only accessible to club members, while at the same time, you have participated in funding some of these other initiatives that Javante was talking about. So that game that we were talking about is part of this ecosystem that we're, we're trying to create. These characters that we're using as the focal points of this collection have their own sort of IP, underlying IP that we are going to be working with comic book publishers and video game designers and animation studios all through the work that I've been doing over the last, you know, five years with Netflix. So connecting the dots on all these opportunities. And so as members of the Pega Sal Salvador Club, not only do you have this cool access to this cool conversation and this culture that we're creating, you have this all access pass to this uh, experience in Salvador, and you have a say in the content that we're creating and the future collections that we're gonna bring into the Pega Sao Salvador Club, because we see ourselves really as building a Web3 a web three brand that 
will live in and outside of you know the web3 space mm -hmm. because we want we want to create that same level of excitement and cool and conversation that Javante's been referencing you know whether it's jazz which is you know my my i sort of cut my teeth in jazz and i'm sort of the miles davis max roach of the of the duo and Javante okay. as a spoken word artist and hip hop head is the jay-z or the He'll fill in all the blanks on, on a number of people because he already said we was Ghostface and, and you know, Raekwon the chef. But all those analogies mean that there's this sort of synergy of things that we're bringing in. And by tapping into the community, the upside potential for all this amazing Salvador expression, once fused with Black American culture and global Black culture, you know, will produce something akin to an Afrobeats, you know, from Salvador, because we're using Web3 as this sort of really cool convening spot that didn't exist, you know, five, 10 years ago for something like this to occur where language was the barrier. So now is the time for all these pieces to come together. And Pega Bissau is going to be at the center of sharing this culture across all these mediums. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, def it definitely does. So then let's say that we've we've shared the culture across all the mediums. You know, I know that this is very big and undertaking to to ask, you know, of you two to, to think about. But let's say that let's just say that you guys actually like let's well not even say when this happens. You know. How big is this? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, you you guys know I had to put on my VC hat just for a small second. Like, how big is this? Like, how 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 big is this space? How big can this space become? I mean, it's sort of like asking 1997. Yeah, this worldwide web. Like, how big is this thing? Mm. You know, it's sort of like asking some startup from then that you know. Whether it's like what they call like the dinosaurs, like the Yahoos or 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 AOLs that are still sort of around, you know that type of thing. Or if you're asking like Amazon, you know, in that time, like how big is this? Because really, this is the next frontier. This is like the 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 next frontier in the evolution of how we utilize this type of interconnectivity. I mean, we're talking about a space where. When you talk about borderless, I mean, it, this is where we're entering, right? So it's it's sort of hard to just say, oh, it's as big as because we've never really seen it that way. Mm. So the technology and the tools from blockchain are out there like that. So have we figured it out and how to use that? Who knows? But what we do know is that usually when there's a new technology, you have a thriving uh, ecosystem and that economy is there and usually when you have that economy then you have this amazing culture that's from it and we right. feel like we're right at the genesis of that right so in the underbelly of the information age yeah hip-hop had been established for 20 years but it wasn't the global popular phenomenon that it is now so all of those old albums i was naming were still considered underground classics right. you know and so what we're saying is like we we feel like 
when was on Flatbush and Bedford Stuyvesant with a mic in his karaoke machine. That's like what we feel like we found with, with some of the artists that we're working with. Nice. So we're there with it. And, and, and to put it in, in VC language for Mark, I'd say at least 11 figures. Okay. Okay. So December, we, we will be seeing a mint. I'm seeing it in the chat right now um, where somebody said, here are some of the answers to my question based upon the number of connected devices and apps. Um, but then we also have another cousin of saying, what's the level of entry where and how? Um, so what we can do today, um, because we are still under construction for about a week, we'll share our mic our landing page for folks to sign up for, for more information. So they'll be the first to find out when we do go live. Um, okay. and, th and that information will be part of our launch in the next uh, week or so. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be everywhere. We're going to be priced at a competitive price point so that <laughs> serious, uh, serious investors uh, and entry level folks alike will find value in the in the price point and feel welcome to join the club. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Um, I'm already gonna put it out there, Jolyn. Uh, and I think that we're we're on this. I think that we may be on the same page with this. We are. Y'all got y'all got to come back. <laughs> yeah. Y'all got to come back. And I think that it's time for you guys. I think that if if you guys would like to, we would love to have you on the day that you guys have launched. We would love to have a launch party with you uh, hmm. on the via the come up series. Um, and literally get that going. Um, so, so that way the cousins can be a part, they can, it can be a part of the, the experience and everything else. And of course we get to see it in its, in its full wonder. Um, what do you guys think about that? And feel free to fill in some of the blanks, Javante, if you'd like. We love it. So number one, that that's either going to be the 29th of November or the 6th of December. Like that's now we've got specific dates because you guys do rock on Tuesdays, right? Mm-hmm. So, Bro, so we need a, if we need to rock on a Thursday, then <laughs> okay. Well, maybe maybe we'll we'll figure that out. But but two, more importantly, I'm just seeing this whole comment section. <laughs> yeah, it's lit. Y'all were flaming me in my internet. It's the hurricane. <laughs> Even my sister, I see my sister on here. She was flaming me. Hey, we wow. all family here. We all family here. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said I'm launching my Javante meme NFTs on the same day. <laughs> oh my gosh! Absolutely. <laughs> oh okay, my gosh! That's hilarious. <laughs> we got to bring you guys back on. Um, I have a question for you though. Like, can companies get involved in this? In what way? I mean, in, investing, buying, you know, like, you know, purchasing, partnering? Uh, I'd say yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, because here, here's the thing, right? We are, one, we will absolutely accept folks as um, investors, right? We, we, we do not discriminate. We will, and when I say investors, I mean 
purchases of those NFTs, right? NFT investors. Um, in terms of like partnerships, we are absolutely, you know, in the process of building out our partnerships. So if there are companies that think that they align to what we're doing, that align to our very specific focus on this abundant and rich culture of Salvador, Brazil, we absolutely want to have those conversations because we think, like I, like 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 Joe said, like we Jolyn said, we're 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 pie makers, and so anybody who is like minded who wants to join us in that, you know, we're not only pie builders or pie makers, but we're community builders, and everything that we do, we try to do, and sort of bringing more of us together, and and that's been true, you know. Javante talks about the fact that he you know saw black folks and was like yo right and. I said yes. I'm not. I'm not necessarily as outgoing and as extroverted as Javante is in that regard. But <laughs> everywhere I've been, as well, and Javante would speak to it. Like I had been building a black networking organization out there, so we had we were going to cross paths eventually because we have very different styles, but we have very much the same desire to bring this together and to watch everybody win. So please reach out. And, I, and, and I'll make sure, Mark, before we get off, that we leave both the website for folks to sign yeah. up and then uh, our email addresses for folks who want to who wanna reach out for real inquiries. And we'll put those description. We'll put the link in the description uh, after we're after we're off the air. And I will ask as a specific as a specific request, mm -hmm. maybe down the future. You know, maybe look for a come up series, you know addition that may be added to this project if if possible <laughs> that's easy that's bringing less. bringing not only just financial literacy but you know wealth creation and spreading yeah. the knowledge through web3 i think that that would be huge you know to go beyond the walls of what we currently sit behind because this these are walls i mean you know not my house but like the walls of the platforms in which that we're on, it's like, you know, there, there's a there's a glass ceiling there, but I believe that there's opportunity for us to go above and beyond. And if we do host an event, we'd love to have you guys there as well. That'd be dope. You know what, Aaron? Thinking about, um, you know, you were talking about your family business and how it, it didn't make it. Like this feels like, you're the bakery, but like 3.0, cause you're, you're, you're still baking, you're cooking up something, you know? And that's just, that's just really awesome. It's funny. You said that Joe, last thing I'll say, like right, right around the time Javante and I started the hair extensions business. I put this post out on Facebook about like having had a family bakery growing up in the, in the bakery and like, you know, always being the bread baker, but never being the breadwinner or always being the, what was it? Bring the, being the breadwinner, but not winning the bread. Mm. And so thing that you're saying around like, you know, this is that 3.0. I, I never stopped baking. That's right. That right there is a gem of all gems. Like, you know, I wish that that is something that's taught. But, you know, sometimes you just can't teach it. But, you know, you never stop baking. You know, even when, you know, things fail. You know, the real ones know out there, you know, name, name a founder that has ever done something successful. I will show you 
road of failures that have started before. You know, you'll see iterations. You know, we, we call those failures iterations after iteration after iteration until, you know, something stuck and it became, you know, maybe either at the right time or whatever it was and it was a success. So that is, the, that is the gym. Go ahead, Javante. Yeah, I tell my kids all the time, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. So, <laughs> you know, we start there. And if it's worth doing, then eventually that changes. That's some good okay. advice. All right. Well, Javante, we don't want to we don't want you to be flamed anymore from <laughs> your cousins for any frozen oh any frozen shots. I'm probably <laughs> sure that there's like maybe six of them that I can count. Um and honestly, guys, thank you so much for being here. Both. You know, this is not only enlightening. Um, I'd like to also connect you to a VC that I know that's within the Web3 space. We, we, spoke, we spoke about that one. So, and also other players that are also very much so interested. And I think that they would have a high interest to this. Um, and then on top of that, I would love for the cousins to also have the opportunity to also have first crack as well, if possible. Um, so again, for the red cup cousins. I see in the comments now. We got some more Red Cup cousins out there. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, we now know that you're the Red Cup cousin. So, Aaron, did you coin yourself as the nerd cousin earlier? Nerdy cousin. That's, Nerdy that's cousin. my vibe. I didn't wear my glasses because I didn't want to be too on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got him for the next time. And so we'll be seeing you guys again uh, for another show, for an update, uh, progress report. Um, as well as the off, I guess the main offering for the cousins and anytime when that's available, you guys know my line, just hit me up or, you know, hit us up and we'll definitely get that set up. So we're very excited for that to happen. Y'all, it's like, this is, this is, this is history making actually for the first time history. because we've, we've never had a company come on that's an NFT based project. And the other part about it is we've steered clear from talking about any other NFT projects, though that we've had tons of people that have come to us saying, hey, we'd like to be on the show and everything else. And then next thing you know, we find out that they're no longer in existence. Um, and the reason being was because of the fact that, again, my skepticism, Jolene's skepticism, the use case, is this something that, 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 that is really for the culture, AKA also from the culture? So we love it, we're excited, and we can't wait to see what comes from this as well. So guys, keep working, keep doing what you're doing, keep grinding. And of course, let's get this heist uh, completed successfully. Yeah. Uh, Jolyn, did I miss anything? Yeah, hello, important history, fact number two. Um, it is 6.57 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and I'm not hungry. <laughs> I didn't take a buffalo not one time. All this food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> and then wait and then wait till we go off the air. <laughs> it's going down. Y'all, thank you so much for rocking with us where you're at at home. You know, we hope that you learned something. If you guys can, put something down in the comments down below because these guys they'll definitely come back and watch this episode and sometimes just as an entrepreneur, like when you're going through those tough times, sometimes going back and watching or hearing yourself and what is it that you spoke about and seeing the love from the folks in whom wish they love what you're doing. Many times it's uplifting. So just drop comments in this in this video down below. Please be sure to like it. 
We'll make sure that we get all the information for you guys to be able to sift through and to read for your own due diligence. Um, but thank you, Aaron, and thank you, Javante, for rocking with us. Until next time, I am Mark Monroe, accompanied by... Who wants to go first? Javante yeah, or Aaron? Let me go, Javante, your red cup cousin. All right. Aaron Mitchell, your nerdy cousin. And Ahmed asked which cousin am I? I hello, Ahmed. Don't act like you don't know. I'm actually the favorite cousin. Mark <laughs> the cousin, and I'm the favorite cousin. There it is. <laughs> and this has been the Come Up Series, a.k.a. Well, not hustle sessions, but more like high sessions. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Keep learning, keep researching, because the more you learn, the more you earn. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out, y'all.